G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, the eyes of the nation are always on elections as they happen in the various states. The next state election that's coming up is the Victoria state election. That's just over a week away. Let's check in with Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers about some of the issues that Victorian voters are going to be voting for on the various issues and the parties. Hello, Jenny. Welcome back to 2020. Hello, Neil. Good to be back. Jenny, it's a big thing that's happening. It's always a huge event when there's a state election. Uh, there's a lot at stake, I guess, in Victoria. Well, that's right. And, and and it depends on you know what sort of issues people are actually focusing on as to what would seem to be the, the key issues. And certainly there was a leaders' debate in, in Melbourne this week. And it was in a marginal seat of Frankston and they had various questions and things like legalising cannabis, whether it was going to be a medicinal medical marijuana trial, the costing of election promises, and particularly on building the East West Link and public transport. So, you know, in the general community, they're often focused on as being, you know, the key things. We often would say that we need to be concerned about the moral and ethical questions, which is why we talk about the Christian Values Checklist that, that looks at the party's position on a range of moral issues. And... Certainly with, with some of the things we look at and, and the way that some of the smaller Christian parties preference and look at the issues, they're key issues for them as well. Yes, well, when it comes to economic issues, uh, you can have a fact-by-fact fact argument about that. But when it gets to character and the position that parties take on major ethical issues that many Christians are concerned about because we've got a more black-and-white idea of right and wrong, these things become very important. And, of course, the uh, various incumbent governments around the nation who have ignored those things have fueled a whole bunch of Christian parties who have emerged over recent years. Tell me about those Christian parties in the mix for the upcoming Victoria election. Well, that's that's right, Neil. And certainly three of the, the smaller Christian parties, Australian Christians, the Democratic Labor Party and Rise Up Australia Party, have all actually signed an assurance of cooperation that they would preference each other first when they're doing their preference arrangements. And we've seen the group voting tickets come out this week where the parties have listed their preferences for the upper house, the legislative council, and certainly the preference flows are flowing there. So that's that's been interesting. Some of the key issues for the Christian parties are things like the reform of the abortion law. And we've got, you know, abortion legal up to birth in Victoria uh, with the permission of two doctors after 24 weeks. We have, you know, doctor's conscience has been a big issue there where a doctor is required by the law to refer someone on for an abortion if he, by conscience, can't do that himself. But, you know, the argument there is that that still uh, compromises the doctor's conscience to have to refer them, knowing that an abortion would take place. So there's been a number of those, as Safe Schools Coalition, which Labor has said that if they're elected, they will make it compulsory for every secondary school, that's a state government school, to actually run this Safe Schools Coalition, which is really a promotion of homosexuality and acceptance and, um, you know, posters up 
um, all around schools and so on promoting that. So we'd certainly have opposed that. And so that's something that has been an optional program and Labor would make it a compulsory program. And of course, the religious freedom issue, um, Labor would actually want to reintroduce a law it introduced and the coalition repealed the law. And that would require... Christian schools and other religious organisations to have to prove why it's necessary to employ a Christian at the school. And to me, it seems obvious to, to Christians who say, well, of course we need Christians at a Christian school. And and yet they would have to prove that. And that means, you know, very expensive hearings and so on at VCAT and perhaps even the Supreme Court. So we... Um, we see a lot of those issues and I think that's, as you say, that's why a lot of the smaller Christian parties have arisen because these issues are being, um, I guess, imposed on by the state, by some of the bigger parties and uh, and there's been a reaction to those to say, no, we actually have to stand and to, to proclaim that we can't actually um, be you know, run over in these, on these issues. Well, the rising number of votes for these Christian parties is demonstrating something that we've been talking about for a long time, the idea that there is a Christian constituency in Australia. And when it comes to election time, you've got an opportunity to be able to give some substance to that idea. Uh, but, of course, a lot of Christians will still say we won't vote for the Christian party, we'll just give our vote to the major parties. This brings us to the idea idea of preference flows because you can still vote for a Christian party and if preferences are flowing to your preferred major party then you can still make a huge impact and show that Christian constituency has a voice. Well that's exactly right and and I'm just preparing a major report on how the voting preferences work, what happens on this will be posted on Salt Shaker's website today and you know, if you live in Victoria, it's really essential to read it. If you don't live in Victoria, it's actually important to know how preference flows work, and that applies across the political spectrum in whatever election we're dealing with. But there, there are a couple of reasons, I think, that are really important there. And the first, first of those is that um, uh, the candidate in the minor Christian party might actually get enough votes to get elected, especially as they're collecting preferences from other parties. So, you know, it's not necessarily a wasted vote at all. Um, and if your preferred candidate isn't elected, then what, as you say, your ca- the candidate that you've put second or then third on your ballot paper, your ballot paper is distributed to them. If they don't get elected, it's distributed to the next one and so on. So it's certainly not a wasted vote. And you actually get to have two or three say about how you'd like your vote to, to be distributed. Um, and then there's a third reason, which I'm highlighting also in our post today, and that is that the political parties get a payment for every vote they get. So so long as a political party receives more than 4% of the vote in, in that particular election race, then they get public funding. And that's at the rate of $1.65. So $1.65 they get for every vote they get. Now, in the last state election, there were $8.8 million distributed, with the Labor and Liberal Party both receiving over $3 million and the Greens getting more than $1 million. And so we see that, you know, a vote for a major party actually, uh, you know, helps them financially as well. And, you know, if if some of the minor parties can get more than 4%, then they actually get a share in that um, as well. But, um, you know, if they're getting less than 4% because people say, oh, well, we just won't vote for a smaller party, then, you know, they're funding their own campaigns. Well, Jenny, a lot of people would say, I wouldn't vote for a Christian party unless I really knew what they stood for. Uh, Tell us about what's called the Christian Values Checklist. How can people get an idea what these Christian parties stand for and indeed what the major parties are saying about some of the big issues? 
Well, that's right. And so for many years, the Australian Christian Values Institute, uh, led by Warwick Marsh, has been publishing the Christian Values Checklist. So it takes a lot of these um, moral issues, euthanasia, abortion, homosexuality, you know, state-based same-sex marriage, all sorts of other things. And it looks at what the party positions are on those. And so in all of the cases of the smaller Christian parties, they all get what we call a green tick. So they're colour-coded green and red, and a tick on green is sort of the best. And so they all get greens um, because they've actually set out to make a difference and to actually stand for moral principles. Uh, when it gets into then, you know, national liberals, they've some some of them might have a few red crosses or question marks and other things, and some green. But by the time you get to Labor and especially to Greens, most of it is red. And and that's on the basis of things that I've mentioned, that Labor is planning to introduce a safe schools coalition in all schools and make it compulsory. Labor is planning to bring in um, this restriction, requiring schools to prove that they must have um, Christians. It's an inherent requirement of the of the job to be a Christian in a Christian school. So on those things, they're getting crosses, and both the Liberal National Party and the smaller minor Christian parties are all getting ticks because they're saying, no, we won't do that. So it's actually a really clear, it's a one-page document that says this is what the parties stand for, and you can get a very clear idea very quickly as to where the parties stand. Well, there's lots more to say about the Victoria state election that's coming up, and we'll be talking some more uh, even with you too, Jenny. A couple of opportunities still to have another chat about the uh, Victoria state election uh, as we draw closer to it next week. Of course, there was a Victorian leaders' debate that was on pay TV overnight, and uh, uh, from the reports I read, there wasn't really a clear winner in those, but certainly the focus on Christians voting and uh, checking out those minor party Christian parties who are collaborating with their preference flows and an opportunity to uh, make your voice known if you vote for a Christian party and if you're confident that their preferences will flow to the party of your choice. Jenny Stokes, point people to the Salt Shakers website. As you mentioned, there are some resources there you can get a hold of to inform you about the election that's coming up. Jenny, always good talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. You're welcome, Neil. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.